Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. Curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Question me, Rose. Run for your life. Fatality. I'm Batman. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you happen to be. Thank you for taking time out of your day to join us for Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. This episode, number 121, represents the start of season four of Release the Geek. We sincerely thank you for listening and we'll keep on bringing you interesting and informative chats to a range of interesting people over the next 12 months. To kick off season four, we decided to take a slightly different angle on an age-old facet of geek culture regardless of interest, which is the scenario argument. It could be book versus movie, which was better, who would win, Superman versus Hulk, Kirk versus Picard versus Cisco versus Janeway, etc, etc. Tech geeks could argue over which flavor of operating system is better. Sports geeks argue about which are their top five players of all time or which championship team would beat any other championship team. Part of the fun of being a geek, regardless of your interest, is the ability to play around with the variables, put them in different situations, and see what happens. Earlier this year, Vittoria Leonardi and I sat down with the Variant Covers crew of Dimpo Moetti, Greg Nell, and Naz Husson to throw around some ideas and scenarios of our own but not in an argument format. If you could have access to any comic book artist for a commission, what work would you have them create? In this scenario, money was no object, nor was time. This conversation was more about which artists we cherish and hold dear and what we would like to see them create. We pass this over to the diva for her rating. Franku, what did the diva have to say? The diva has enjoyed this podcast and rates it It'd work nicely with vinegar. Thank you kindly to both Franku and the Diva. Before we do get underway with the podcast, I'd like to make a note about the recent passing of Len Wein, who passed away on September 10th this year. Wein was a comic book writer and editor, best known for co-creating the character of Wolverine, DC's Swamp Thing, and for helping revive the X-Men comic book series, which included the co-creation of Nightcrawler, Storm, and Colossus. Long-time listeners will know that the X-Men are very close to my heart, being the first comic book series I ever collected and we here at Release the Geek are deeply saddened by his passing. It is in the spirit of recognizing the influence comic book creators have on fans who are inspired and moved by their work that we present this particular episode, where a bunch of fans share their ideas about the artists that mean a great deal to them and what they'd like to see them create, given the chance. Please join me, Les Allen, and co-host Vittorio Leonardi as we release The Geek with the Variants cover crew and discuss our dream comic book commissions. And now, we're releasing The Geek. The topic for today is around effectively your favorite artists. Your favorite comic artist. Don't want that? Yeah, let's let's stick to the comic genre. They've been a comic artist. What we want you to do is to pick, time permitting, two artists, and you get a chance to have a commission. You get them. You find them at a comic convention, you've put your order in before. What would you have on your commission? Your max size is A2, just to allow for everything. <laughs> uh, who would be your favorite comic artist? Well, your favorite comic artist, what would you get them to commission? We all have our favorites. We all have a favorite artist that draws particular characters. We have particular characters, so what would they be? Who is going to kick us off and it's not Greg because he wants to go last. Go from left to right. Sure. All right, let's, hey, it seems like a plan. Uh, Vittorio. Yes. I don't, me, right? I don't know the names of the, uh, these artists. I just remember comic art that I really like. These liked. people, I'm Will sure, will be able to name. fill in the gaps. Yes, we'll, we'll, one of the first, we'll, 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 we'll one like the first comic books, that series that I was um, exposed to by my eldest brother, he uh, introduced me to 2000 AD. And there's a certain style of artwork that was used during the run called Hell Street Blues where... The uh, where Judge Dredd and uh, Judge Anderson go to the basically the dead world, which is Mega City One if it was run by Judge Death and the other horsemen. And they find these vampires that then I think come back into our world or something like that. And essentially the artwork done at that time, the way that the, the, the inking was done, the way the color was done, it's, ex it's a very, 
visceral stuff. They didn't cut away from the violence. It was it was quite a hectic amount of of damage done. If I could choose something that those artists could do, it would be the skyline of Mega City One with Judge Dredd looking over the city on his motorcycle. So this is Brian Ball. I was gonna say probably Brian Ball. Right? I don't know. He might be off the book at that point. So I'm let's... guessing. I'm trying to I'm trying to find out now, but I'm guessing you're talking about the Death Judges. Yes, Dark created by John Wagner and Brian Bolland. Yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. this would have been a, a later on story, subsequent to that. Uh, this was the, Dark, the original Dark Judges story, the Dark Judges come to Mega City 1. Yes. yes. So this would be like a sequel story where they... I think so, oh, no, yeah. no, no, no. The, so the, the way that story worked was Judge Anderson went there first oh. and activated. Now the, oh, the Death Judges... Brian Bolland started on the Anderson strip. And then, yeah, and so the Death Judges um, on their world with Necropolis as the city, life was a crime. Yeah. And everybody had All been crime crushed. is caused by people who are alive. Therefore, life is a crime, so they mm-hmm. exterminated every living thing. So everybody is There's even a statue of Judge Death killing someone. It says, on this spot, Judge Death judged the last living mortal. Mm-hmm. And because Anderson goes there, wakes thing. up the Death Judges, and they then have a little battle there, but the Death Judges then come over to Metropolis, uh, Mega City 1, which leads to one of the most amazing interactions between Judge Fear. I was literally about to talk. It's yeah. the only bit I know about yeah. it. <laughs> Judge, yes, Judge, Fear, this. Judge Fear has the helmet with the gate. And when it, the gate opens, you gaze into the face of fear and you see your, your greatest fear and that sends you mad and you die. And Judge Fear grabs dread hmm. and gaze into the face of fear. Yes. And the gates open and fear, and <laughs> dread punches straight through the back of the helmet saying, Gaze into the fist of dread. <laughs> it's pretty great. That is amazing. That is In yeah. my mind, that has always been how Judge Dredd is supposed to look. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, with a Clint Eastwood jaw, that's how he's supposed to look. It's uh, Brian Bond, artist of the killing joke. Yeah, Brian oh, Bond. Yeah. Which would this explain why great. I like the killing joke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, it's a great book. Yeah, it's a great book. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, that's a very nice quick start. Wow, we're yeah. in. Good yeah. job. And we all and, we all agree. And we're off to the race. I think it's a good idea. It's your own, per- <laughs> your own personal preference. Yeah. But, but it's a it's a great idea for yeah. for a piece of artwork. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I wonder how many times he has to do it. Yeah, because I mean that was the ending <laughs> scene for the original Judge Dredd movie where he's standing on it and he's looking over Mega City One. Mm-hmm. But I just, that particular image where gotcha. he looks out, there's Mega City One and the cursed Earth. Just mm-hmm. that. That or a, a, an image of the mean angels of the angel game. Oh right. Wow. Angel and the rest of yeah. them. Yeah. Got me machine and mm-hmm. yeah. I, I do, nice. did like that you, you said that we would be able to answer the question and then we immediately entered into the one section where <laughs> none of us have large reading. <laughs> like, I'm enjoying what I've read, but I have not read very much to much reading. Yeah. Right. D. Um, okay, I'm going to start off with a bit of a weird one. So, uh, the artist I choose is Frank Quietly, but I'd want him to do a Lex Luthor drawing for me. Mm-hmm. But particularly Lex Luthor when he's missing an eyebrow. Lex <laughs> 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 drawn his eyebrows? Oh, yeah. And he's drawn one like in the rocks, like. It's amazing. It's it. Uh, oh, it's a Sorry. Gar Morrison's hook for figuring out Lex Luthor in the uh, in All Star Superman yeah. was uh, going back to reread some old comics from the, the 50s and stuff. And, Looking at the the original origin of Lex Luthor from the from the Silver Age, yes, um, and it's a story about how um, you know Superboy is responsible for Lex Luthor losing his hair indirectly, right? Like yes. as, a, as a teenager, it's 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 this ridiculous like oh you, you, this is why I hate you, Superboy. You were responsible for me losing all my hair. Oh, well, was a big thing in the fifties, right? right? But Morrison reads it and goes. Oh my god, that's like the most petty fucking thing I've ever heard, <laughs> yes. right? And realizes that he, he cracks the character by going, oh my god, he lost all his hair. He pins on his eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, just makes that part of the character. Also That's hilarious. Man. And yeah, he, uh, he's sorry, yeah, like, you tell the rest of the story. <laughs> so, um, Lex Luthor eventually gets caught for killing Superman. And Clark Kent goes into the prison to, like, have an interview with Lex Luthor. And once again, it's Lex Luthor just going on and on and on about how Superman is just the worst. And if he just wasn't there, humanity would be better than it would be, or at the very least, he'd be ruling humanity now, mm-hmm. which is very much why he hates Superman, and it's all Superman's fault that right. Lex Luthor never lives up to his full potential. But he does this while sort of showing him around the prison and his mm-hmm. secret massive underground, I don't even know what, like cave? Oh, no. With like a little the, the, the cave is, like dug. The cave is just under the, under the like, prison, but, yeah. but Lex is just showing Clark that 
He's already managed. He could escape at any it, moment. Yeah, he he could be free at any moment he wants to, mm-hmm. but he chooses not to because he's finally achieved his goal of getting rid of Superman. Right. Um, and you know, the Lex Luthor in that is one of my favorite versions of Lex Luthor. It's the most perfect version. He's highly intelligent. He's highly ambitious and focused, and he's super petty and insane. And I think a lot of the time, a lot of a lot of places just don't get that mix of Lex Luthor just right. Either mm. he's too much like a businessman or he's too crazy or he's not particularly ambitious or the things he does aren't particularly smart. And so it's great to see a character like that. In, mm. uh, to, to see Lex Luthor like that at his best in mm-hmm. All-Star Superman. It's one of my, it's one of my favorite moments. Uh, what's what's your image? Do you want to see the yeah, guy draw of Luthor? Mm. Him like, painting on his eyebrows? <laughs> yes, just just, just, just him standing there with the raised eyebrows. I just want him there with the raised eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a different options. Because at the end of the issue, when he paints it on, he paints it on comically like, like out of place. Like and comically out of like, an angle. That's what I Comically arched. Yeah, I want this comically arched. It's amazing. It feels like the quintessential Lex Luthor image. I mean, to be fair, um, the best Lex Luthor line is from a different Frank Wilder Grant Morrison comic and it's spoken by uh, Negative Universe good Lex Luthor. Yes, Alexander. Oh, yes. No, Alex- well, he, I don't think he's, he's Alexander. Alexander. He's yeah, and that is, uh, he crashes down to Earth uh, in, a, in a thing reminiscent of Superman's origin mm-hmm. and uh, a, a, a couple of, of uh, a, a, a country bumpkin type couple drive up and go, oh my God, is it human? And it's a full page spread of him standing on the crater going, ha! No, cousin, you are merely human. I am Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the good Alright, so we have T's suggestion. Naz, who would you go? Uh, my pick is also Frank Whiteley. Oh, guys. Mm. <laughs> Are you also going to be Frank Whiteley? No. What would you, what would you Frank Whiteley is one of my favorite illustrators, if not my favorite. Um, and I would have him, I would have him draw uh, the Dick Grayson Batman, Damian Wayne Robin, oh, yeah. in the Flying Batmobile. Like over Gotham City, the the brightly lit uh, um, sort of neon version of Gotham City that we got to see in the Batman and Robin run that him and Grant Morrison did, um, possibly with the Joker, uh, maybe not. But I think just the two of those characters, like sitting down on their hovering Batmobile, hovering above the city, like maybe I don't know, enjoying a pizza or something, like <laughs> just seeing their personalities come yeah. out. Yeah, because that run is probably. Like it's it's my favorite part of the Grand Morrison Batman run, which is the it's the period where Bruce Wayne as Batman is thought no. dead, but actually just traveling through time, traveling forward through time as a bomb for Darkseid. Um, Okie dokie. Uh, sure. Yeah, um, he fell through the hole in all things. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Um, and uh, Dick Grayson has replaced him as Batman, somewhat reluctantly. Uh, Damian Wayne, Bruce's son with Talia, has become Robin. Um, and we get the great reversal of instead of a grim Batman and an upbeat Robin, we get a grim uh, an upbeat ro- uh, Batman and a, and a grim, grim Robin, Robin. <laughs> um, ultra violent Robin. Yes. Yeah, and it's the two of them with their flying awesome, like awesomely designed flying Batmobile, uh, just nice. drawn by Quietly. It's it's spectacular. It's fucking great. The first three issues of Batman and Robin are like the greatest issues of Grant Morrison's Batman run. They are pretty great. They're so spectacular. Um, I'm not gonna pick Frank Quietly, but firstly, I just want to tell you that you're both wrong. Bing, take a drink. Um, if you're getting Frank Wiley to draw something, it's got to be Flex Mantello flexing and having his Hero of the Beach logo above him. Obviously. Hero of the Beach. I mean, Flex, look, Flex Mantello, the man of muscle mystery. <laughs> it's gotta, a really, really great it. book, right? Like, Flex Mantello is spectacular. It's the best book they both have done together. Which is weird, uh, this is the first book they did together. I think All Star Superman might be the best book they've done. It's also definitely Flex Mantello. We think it's, it's All Star Superman. I mean, like, it's very important. I think it's also very important to remember that it's not just what is their, the best thing they've, got, they've done, but what is the thing that speaks most to you. And like, it's, the Flex Mantello is cool, <laughs> but like, it's, it's not the thing that like speaks Flex most Mandela. to me on as, and that, like, that's fine. Flex oh my god. Oh, look, I fucking love Flex Mantello. Yeah. The best guy. But, yeah. It's anyway. like a religious experience. So what do you like, Greg? Uh, see, this is, so, so here's my thing, right? <laughs> like, I feel like there are two schools that I, I kind of, like, I have got some original art before, yeah. and I've mostly gotten people to draw characters they've drawn before. Mm-hmm. Or that they have some special link with, right? Uh, but like, so you can do that, and that's cool. But like, there's also the alternate thing where you get like someone to draw something they would never draw. Sure. So like, Bill Singham draws Captain Carrot or something, you know? Like yeah. that would be crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'd get Bill Singham to draw Captain Carrot <laughs> <laughs> or Warlock because honestly, no one draws Warlock like Bill Singham. Right. I mean, ideally, if I could pay Bill Singham to do one of his crazy paintings with bits of uh, like uh, motherboards stuck on and. 
that'd be great. That would be Captain <laughs> but Carrick. I think that would be very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that is your choice. Uh, yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Well, I, like this yeah. is such a hard question for me. Uh, we'll right. see. I just, just so happen to have the man's business card, oh. which shows how to pronounce his name. Uh, Sinkovich. Yeah. Sinkevich. Sinkovich. Yes. Sinkevich. Yes, I know. I follow him on Twitter. Sinkovich. Sinkevich. Yes, I know. Uh, you so can't see this right now. Yeah. You go with like a puppet. Sinkevich. <laughs> you, you can't see this Stop right now. But this, is literally, this is literally holding up uh, uh, Bill Sinkevich's business card, which says Sinkev in big letters, itch. Um, and, and pointing to it and hover, like basically holding up to Greg's face. Showing it to Greg. Sinkevich. <laughs> which is not correct. It is absolutely correct. <laughs> I'm really glad that so much of our time mm-hmm. is spent um, on me telling you how wrong you are. <laughs> spent trying to pronounce the mm-hmm. name and the back and forth is really oh, quite man. adorable. Like, does anyone know how to pronounce John Biscemi's name? <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, that's uh, that's Demon Bear, which is what, um, <gasps> oh, I take it back. He was throwing Demon Bear. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you can't because that's actually going to be my choice. But we're, considering we're talking, oh, Bear. what would we, what would we commission? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, I mean, funds would be unlimited here. So we are talking um, the Bills, Bills, Warlock, all of the New Mutants, Demon Bear, one gigantic collage. Hmm. Um, yeah, his his Warlock is amazing. Oh, but he's the only person who draws Warlock around. Yeah, he, he, yeah. I he's mean, the other guys' versions of Warlocks are interesting. Like, yeah. I quite like uh, Brett Blevins' super yeah. cartoony version. Right. But it's not the same thing. No, he, he set the bar for what Warlock is. You, you know who draws the worst Warlock? Rob Liefeld. Like, I think that's why he dies <laughs> in, in Extinction Agenda. Just because please, Liefeld's just really bad at drawing him. There's like a bunch of coke cans strapped yeah. together with like lines drawn. <laughs> and lots of patches and lots and lots yeah. of patches. no patches. It would be an A to... Now, I've seen Bill at uh, Comic-Con for a couple of years, and at his booth, all he is doing is painting. So all of his stuff is there, and he'll interact with you. Hi, how are you? And and he's a lovely guy. He really is lovely. And the first time I saw him at Comic-Con, he was doing a Guardians of the Galaxy commission as he, he was painting... And this is the movie Guardians, not the original Guardians. The, so you Gamora, mean the better Guardians? Yeah. The ones people actually care about? Yeah, the point... Well, no one say, cares about Martin X. Let's agree <laughs> that's the ones people care about, because nobody cares about Martin X or no, like, no one Charlie cares. 23. You could legitimately be making all of those names up, and I wouldn't know. <laughs> you don't know about Martin X? Yondu. You know Yondu. I know Yondu. But not yeah. the Yondu you're thinking of. Yondu. <laughs> the original Yondu. <laughs> the very first entry. Weird Native American Yondu. Yeah, yeah who actually had the full... He's going to have more of Finn in he's the movie. He's going to have more of Finn in the movie. Anyway, he, and he was doing this amazing rocket raccoon when I was there. It looked stunning. But I would want an A2-sized original of the New Mutants during his run with the demon bear in the background. That would be... I, I, I would be happy. See, like, um, what I've seen, which is really nice, if you're going to get a team, mm-hmm. particularly like a long-running team, like, say, the X-Men, mm-hmm. is you get different artists to draw different characters. Mm-hmm. So, like, someone someone plans out the drawing. Like, yes. like they do, like, a very rough, like... Mm-hmm. And then you get, like, say, you get, like, um, John Byrne to draw Wolverine, and you get mm-hmm. uh, Paul uh, Paul Smith to draw, like, Storm. Right. And then... Uh, I mean, the problem is you mm-hmm. kind of want John Byrne to draw a lot of those characters. Yeah, st- mm-hmm. Stylistically, I, it might be a bit jarring. It but like they like uh, in a way they think they would work. You know what would be great is if they drew it on pencil and you got like uh, Terry Austin to ink everything. Okay, yes. And then it would all, okay. it would all kind of come together. <laughs> well, I will say Bill Sinkem. He's not Kenvich. I'll tell you, Kevich. there's no N in there. Bill Sinkevich. Read yeah. that business card. Sinkevich. <laughs> all right. That's what I'm saying. That's um, we're, we're moving through not, quite quickly, I'm so I'm not sure we can get a third. I'm not sure if, the, if this has ever been used for a comic book style of animation, but. The first time I ever really remember seeing Batman, and just it, it sticking in my mind, it was the cartoon series that was done. The, it's Batman the original series, that thing. Uh, the animated series, yeah. Well, I, that's that gothic style of animation, that or the old look mm. of Gotham, that it was a blend of old of new tech and old world. That style of animation. What I would love is a more gothic version of that, if it's possible. <laughs> but it's Batman and the Joker sitting at a table playing chess. Batman's pieces are the police and Robin. and The Joker's pieces are all different Jokers with the face drawn on. <laughs> and just them playing chess. 
Shouldn't it be the exact same piece, kind of, except he's modified yeah, the Yeah, he's literally So that. it's like, it's the police, and it's Robin, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's either that, or it's, yeah, it's a mirror image of Batman's pieces, but with the Batman yeah. the face, or it's the characters that Bat, that the, the well, Joker like the villains, has used, yeah. the villains yeah. that he's worked so with, that he's Harley used. and the we're, like, we're red enough, clowns. And, yeah. Mm. I have two thoughts. One is when you said more gothic, I immediately just imagined him with like eyeliner and like lots of piercings because that's my. Well, that's funny because I just imagined him with a lot like of gothic sometimes. Yeah. But the second thing is like I think that would be Brian Belland as well because he does that amazing. He does that amazing. Um, jail scene where mm. Batman goes to see the Joker and he's mm. sitting in jail Except it's not and the Joker spoilers yeah it's not the Joker you don't have to say Joker. spoilers first right <laughs> that usually helps I can't be as old as I am anyway guys one at a time please anyway so and they have that beautiful iconic scene where it's the mm. Joker in quotation marks mm. and Batman and they're playing and he's playing cards, cards and they yes. have that beautiful conversation mm. so I think Brian Balan's art would be amazing for that yeah you can't see this right now, but I'm holding up uh, Brian Bolland's business card, and it's Brian Bolland, <laughs> Bolland. not Bolland. It's Bolland, not Bolland. Bolland, come on. <laughs> Brian Bolland. Has anyone else soured on the Killing Joke yeah. in recent years? Yes, that, that sort of stuff. Guys, yeah. so sort of what I'm currently holding up is a Steve Epting oh, and oh, Bill. Think of it. I'm going to hate it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill has done the Joker, mm. and Steve has done the Batman. And they are two completely different contrasting styles. Mm. And Bill's Joker is just putting his finger on Batman's nose. <laughs> oh man! Can we just that's talk about how, beautiful. how excited I am for uh, Steve Epting during Batwoman? Oh my god, that's going <laughs> to be really good. No, we can't. That's a different podcast. <laughs> that, was, that, that was the thing that the, the thing that really drew me drew me rather to that animated series was the scene where he first becomes Batman, where he's putting on the suit and he turns to Alfred, and Alfred actually steps back. So when he puts the thing on, when that thing where he jumps down and stands up and it looks like he's made out of liquid, mm-hmm. yeah. that to me is what Batman is supposed to be. That's that thing of, he's very, it's an almost supernatural thing. Yeah. Yeah, where he says, he, they he have to be shadow. afraid of me. That's amazing. Yeah. Always cool. loved that. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, Vic. Jay. Mm. Hi. It's me again. Okay, so. Funny, <laughs> I really love the art of Jake Williams III. I think. His art is spectacular. And the one thing I would really want to see him draw would be a dark side. And I think dark side is also, I don't know why I'm going with villains this, this, this podcast, but like, I don't, think I don't know, yeah. I don't, I don't think, think he has run Dark Side. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like he's drawn enough issues of Morrison's Batman that he must be in there somewhere. <laughs> like just in the corner, like just dark side checking things out. He drew three issues of uh, Morrison's Batman. Yeah. I don't know, he drew more. I swear. Didn't he do an issue of Batman Incorporated or two? No. Uh, yes, he did. Yes, he, he did. did. He did those covers. Yeah, he did the covers, but wasn't it the he one where they were in... Book. Where they were in Argentina. I want to say Argentina. Well, it was, it was, Argentina. Argentina. That was Yannick Piquet. That was Yannick Piquet, yeah. No. No, I didn't. Guys, anyway. It was, uh, anyway. So, busy drawing Batwoman when that, uh, mm-hmm. that was happening. You were busy drawing Batwoman. Anyway, so I would, I would Maybe really. I would. Oh my god! It's me, Jay Williams III. What can I draw for you, Dimple? One at a time. I should have had the vodka. Um, Call back to the previous podcast. Can't do that. Can't. It's only anyway. four months ago. <laughs> I would really love him to draw Darkseid. I think Darkseid is one of the most terrifying mm. villains in the DC universe that recently feels like it's being woefully mishandled a lot but with J.J. Williams style which is very painted which is very I want to say moody mm-hmm. I don't think I'm describing this properly but that's fine I would love to see his interpretation of Darkseid and just how he'd make Darkseid terrifying again especially if it's like either with the Omega Beams or just Darkseid giving us a good old thumbs down I'm what going to need I'm going yeah. to need at some point Darkseid gives a thumbs down to Final Crisis man dude oh. I'm going to need at some point an explanation of Darkseid because my first my first run in with Darkseid like I said in, in, the, in the previous episode 100 podcast that was recorded a while ago uh, I didn't come across DC for quite some time yeah. my first run in with Darkseid was on a television ad where they were promoting his action figure from the Legion of Superheroes lines uh, and the voiceover line. yeah and the, the voiceover was 
dark side with his glowing magical eyes. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Sounds like a makeup commercial. Yeah. Maybe he's one with it. Maybe he's made me. I'll tell you all you need to know about dark side right now. No, no, no. It's just two lines. It's just important. Go on. He's the tiger force at the center of all things. When you cry out in your dreams, it is dark side that you see. It's and that's, that's all you need yeah, to know. That's Jack fucking Kirby, guys. Thank you. Still don't get it, but we'll go. We'll have a bigger explanation later I'll, on. I'll lend you those Jack Kirby omnibus. We'll have a, what we'll don't you understand about Tiger Force, man? Tiger Force. <laughs> we we've got to move on. Okay, got to move on. But yes, dark side, Jack Williams the third, because I think it will be one of the most beautiful things I'll ever see. Gotcha. Yeah. Can we do? Are we doing any artists living or dead? Or yeah, just yeah. Can we do artists? living or dead? Living. Living. Uh, Jack Kirby. I was gonna say, yeah. <laughs> Jack Kirby, man. Uh, I think it's pretty. Do time Jack Kirby drew the Ninja Turtles? That shit's crazy. Remember the time that Jack Kirby drew Superman? They wiped out his face and replaced all his rings with other people's drawings. Guys, time. Uh, I am. <laughs> Fuck. Great, you go. <laughs> oh no, I still don't have one. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking. I'll do the third one. <laughs> <laughs> Slow your roll. Uh, the long list. Trying to think of another one. Oh, you know, you know what I would love. I don't know if it'd be my, my, my most favorite ever, but I would love all time drawing uh, Better Ray Bill. Mm. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you've just changed everything. For I mean, me like all time drawing his golden alien horse skull for. Yeah, that's the shit, my friends. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. Because I had two lined up, and now I'm gonna have to change one. <laughs> Oh, oh, hey, they're about to put out another Bill Sinkovitz artist edition of, with his Thor stuff. I mean, Walt oh. uh, Simonson. They're doing the, the like, oh, the, please. around the 350, so yeah. it's all the, the big Sutter War stuff. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. Right. Naz, do you have something yet? I don't, I'm thinking. Otherwise, we're gonna, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, jump in, go for it. Jump, right. jump. Yeah, cool. Well, jump, jump, jump. Stop it, jump. Stop it. <laughs> jump around. Stop jump it. around. Jump up, jump, jump up to get down. down. I have never kicked anybody off a podcast before. <laughs> You're getting close. Stop it with the song. Right. I was going to say. Well, um, Adams. Yeah, Art Adams is, is a pretty good I guy. want a I want an Art Adams that um, is from that New Mutant special edition where they all go to Asgard, so the X-Men were turned into what well there was Storm as a Valkyrie. No, Storm, Storm was the God of Thunder. Storm, she got a yeah, God of Thunder. Yeah. Except but, when she was a falcon with a mohawk. She was Stormhawk. She was Stormhawk. I want that. A gigantic mm. collage of the New Mutants, the X-Men. That would be fantastic. Oh, and all their wacky Asgard outfits. All their wacky Asgard outfits. Um, he also does a, he does a decent warlock. Oh, sure, sure. No, I mean, yeah. he does there. a decent warlock. Uh, I will take that. And now what we need to do is hurry up and get through because I now need to do four artists. So <laughs> next, who, uh, who are you? Who are you Again, uh, Gregory has a good point where you said that like, uh, you know, you don't always want to choose an artist who's famous for drawing a thing and get him to draw that exact thing. But fuck it. I want to do that again. <laughs> um, I would love, fucking love, to have a Marcus Martin drawn Spider-Man versus every single one of his enemies. Oh, that'd be pretty great. Um, wow. Marcus Martin uh, drew Spider-Man for a bit uh, over the course of the sort of brand new day uh, period and just after that as well for a little bit. He did a couple of big time issues. Yeah, big time. No big time. Cool. Um, and uh, he's one of my favorite illustrators, um, whether he's working on superhero stuff or not, he's just an incredible storyteller. Um, but what I love about his work is that he manages to nail the sort of almost Steve Ditko aesthetic of a Spider-Man comic, sure. which no one else really does that well. Like, no one since Steve Ditko, pretty much, because once John Romita came on that book, he redefined mm -hmm. Spider-Man as much more of a kind of, I guess, more of a superhero character. Mm -hmm. And Marcus Monty manages to still put Spider-Man in the superhero poses, but his Spider-Man is, is leaner and weirder and more gangly um, and a little bit more maybe like kind of horror influenced perhaps and like okay. a lot of his characters just generally have that sort of more Ditko-esque ugly quality that Stan Lee used to refer to um, uh, which I think is a fucking great quality mm. um, and I, would, I, I remember his redesign of Mysterio from the uh, Mysterioso arc uh, during Brand New Day yeah. and it, it is classic Ditko but like updated with a few tweaks it doesn't quite make mm. it look like, like, like when someone updates a costume a lot of the time in superhero comics it's what would it look like in the movies um, this isn't that. It's it's a weird sci-fi kind of tweak to the Mysterio yeah. outfit. I'd love to see him do it for every single Spider-Man villain 
Um, every single major Spider-Man villain release, and some of the obscure ones. I'd love to see the big wheel in there. Nope. <laughs> Nobody um, should redesign Rhino because Rhino is perfect. Rhino is True. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized we need to go to five. Uh, <laughs> so you've done, you were yeah. suggesting Walt. Uh, Walt, I mean, like, I would, uh, I would yeah. love Walt uh, to draw that. Yeah. That'd be great. All right, so I'm going to have to wait for my third go round uh, yeah. to talk about Walt, but so that. So now, Vic, next. Um, I don't know the name of the artist, but again, mm -hmm. influenced by the cartoon series. You're the, in the right the, place. The scene that I would love to see reproduced is where Hawk Girl is holding Solomon Grundy as he dies. And he asks her, Will oh. my soul be waiting for me? So it, it'll, it'll still be oh. Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim. Yeah. Bruce Tim. Yeah. Same, same uh, as the previous one. That just that scene is, will, will, do you think Grundy's soul will be waiting for him? And she's a Grundy, I don't. Yes, it'll be waiting for you. And then you see his gravestone. It's a Solomon oh. Grundy born on a Monday. That's oh. it. That was a good episode. That, that was, was a good episode. That's a great episode. Geez, I mean, it's awesome that she was lying to him because Grundy's a zombie and has no soul. Oh, yeah. the, the bit in fact, that Grundy is a failed swamp thing. Well, that's the thing. The only part of it that ever makes my eyebrow twitch up in that whole episode is where they fight Ichthul to him going, that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> He's like, what? You guys couldn't get... The, there are no rights for Cthulhu. It's open, it's open yeah. source. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I don't know. Marvel dance around it a lot. Okay. Because I just I dig the fact that just when Grundy loses, loses his shit and goes, give back Grundy's soul. Mm -hmm. I was going, I've, I'm, I'm betting on Grundy. It's just that scene. Nice. That, for me, that was... Because uh, the Solomon Grundy mm -hmm. character, he's not just this behemoth. Mm -hmm. I love nice. that. I would love that done. D. Um, I'm going to have to go with Adam Hughes doing Zatanna. So I... opinion? No, you just I don't like Adam Hughes. Okay. That's fair, but he draws a spectacular Zatanna. So I'm okay. a huge Zatanna fan. I've been a Zatanna fan for years. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, there just wasn't. I don't know why, but it just kind of happened. And I'm just like, I think it was because of Seven Soldiers when um, that version of Stan, because she's pretty great and like awkward and a little bit broken, but still doing the best she can with what so she sure has. you sure you don't want Ryan's soup to draw it then? Yes, I d yes I'm sure, because um, one of, it's just one of my favorite oh. images is like, this, it's, it's beautifully drawn, she looks stunning, like, I feel like he understands, I don't want to say the essence of Satana, but at the, the very least, her showmanship comes through a mm. lot in the picture, mm. and I and I really like that aspect because I think sometimes it's an aspect that people forget or don't really highlight a lot is the fact that she is not just like this mm. amazing magician, but she's also a great stage magician. She's a great mm. illusionist, and it's always interesting to see that reflected back in the artwork. Plus, mm. you guys, Zatanna is the best. She is the best. When Batman and Zatanna don't don't hook up, it's one of the few times I've ever looked at Batman and gone, "You putz." Yeah, but I'm also glad they don't because she's the best. Yeah. She, she's took it for all of the people. I feel like uh, you gotta always call her by her full name though. Which is? <laughs> Zatara Zatara. Zatara Zatara. Zatara Oh, okay. Her dad's name is John Zatara. Yeah. Oh, okay. And he thought, wouldn't it be wacky if? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that like the reason I disliked the New 52 so strongly was also partially because they cancelled the Zatanna book I've been waiting mm. such a long time for mm. and I it mean, was such a good book the weird it wasn't selling well the, as the, well the weird Paul Dini 6 comic but like <laughs> yes. it may not have been selling well but it's very much it's, it's super clear that they were like instead of having another story up to complete this thing that you've been setting up for you get one issue good luck and I uh, was really also they relaunched really, a bunch of stuff that wasn't selling well in New 52 and then they did not launch Zatanna I don't think it was selling that badly I mean mm -hmm. you can go look at the figures guys they're, they're on the internet alright these cool. let's not cool Yes. Nice. Nice. Still thinking. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Great, you're on. <laughs> um, ooh. Uh, you know what I would love? And it's, I guess it falls into things he's drawn, but I would love Paul Tom Smith. I mean, sorry, Paul Martin Smith? Paul Smith. Paul Smith. Yeah, I keep wanting to call him like Paul Thomas Anderson, which is completely incorrect. <laughs> I love Paul Thomas Anderson to draw. I'm sitting here with Paul Smith. Go on. Um, is it now six? <laughs> I would love him to draw Chance Falconer from his short-lived uh, Leave the Chance series with Ro James Robinson, which is uh -huh. so good and would sell so well if they would just bring it back now. Right. It tanked in the mid-90s, but it would uh -huh. be so, it would sell so well today. Uh -huh. So what would you have him draw? Uh, just Chance Falconer and her pet dragon. Gotcha. Who is definitely not like Lockheed in any way. Definitely not. Not <laughs> like Lockheed in any way. Uh, nice. Mm -hmm. See, I was thinking... Uh, Paul Smith, X Men Alpha Flight type stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, seven. 
artists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> we, we just, what do you mean to get Barry Windsor Smith to draw? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, ben, right. You've got John Romita Jr. on your list as well, right? Sorry, you got John Romita Jr. on your list. We're going to be here a while. See, I was actually thinking, Naz is. Uh, I, I want to do. Now, Naz's point about having Spider Man fighting so many people. Having everything I've done so far is like a nice representation of the, of the group or the people, but a, a fight scene. Now, I'm kind of torn between a Walt Simonson balls out Asgard versus hell mm-hmm. type. It's just go, go nuts. Malekith and Frost Giants and Loki. Yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Or. Um, what I would enjoy though as so uh, what I would enjoy is Mark Silvestri X-Men Marauders throwdown like a proper one of those two sides on either side coming together in the middle those the, the, the standard covers that you see yeah. but let him go nuts with all of the X-Men, mm-hmm. all of the Marauders, Mr. Sinister. I dug his Mr. Sinister. Yeah. The, the proper vampire man with the outlandish... Glam Dracula. Glam Dracula. Yeah. Yeah. With the Venetian blind cape. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and the pointy, like as if he's a I drew, I copied that page so many times trying to get the mouth right. Trying to, yeah, that. I would want a Mark Silvestri X-Men versus Marauders Mash. Oh, you, you said Reavers like a second ago, didn't you? Or you could throw the Reavers in there as well. Oh. Yeah, because he did re- he did a good job on the Reavers too. Pretty boy. Um, so yeah. uh, okay, so guys. X-Men Ooh. versus all of their villains. Okay. So, I'm Mark Silvestri. He'd be joined forever. Big piece of paper. It's a big piece of paper. Day two. I'm assuming you want any 80s Mark Silvestri and not 2010s Mark Silvestri. Yes. Because that's rough. Look, you're not going to see a single foot in the entire thing, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, I got it. There is this cover from one of the last Howard Porter issues of The Flash. Yeah. When Jeff Johns was writing The Flash. One of the last Jeff Johns issues of The Flash. Well, the first time you wrote The Flash. Uh, when it was the real Flash, Wally West. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's an image from the Rogue War arc, um, mm-hmm. which is their last arc together, and it's an image of Wally West running between all of his rogues. Oh, it's the, the first uh, part of Rogue War. Oh, it's the first part? Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's, it's one of the last... Uh, well, it's because it's, it's, it's the rogues team one and rogues team two yes. on either side. At that time, the good rogues and the bad rogues, basically. Well, the ones um, that may have been brainwashed mm-hmm. into being good and the ones that are definitely bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh... I like I like that image a lot. Cool. Um, it's not necessarily a fight image. It's just everyone getting ready to throw down. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want it drawn by um, an artist I haven't really seen draw any Flash stuff at all, or has only really just kind of made it into mainstream comics recently. I want it drawn by Ramon Villalobos. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, Ramon Villalobos just uh, did a run on Nighthawk and Marvel. Um, mm. One of the things he's known for doing in a lot of his illustration, if you look at the stuff online, is he tends to do the superhero costumes meshed with um, real world outfits uh, so like his Nighthawk for example uh, in the book is famous for wearing running around in Jordans uh, um, which is pretty rad um, and I'd, I'd love to see like his tweaking of the particularly the Flash rogues like have costumes that are very much in the realm of real people outfits you know like Captain Cold is wearing a parka Captain Cold is cosplaying um, ice climber yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> Heatwave is wearing like an asbestos suit um, like uh, or a boiler room suit or whatever like that that kind of thing mm-hmm. Like I'd love to see his take on those outfits. Weather Wizard um, is wearing a Weatherman <laughs> Wizard outfit. No, he's <laughs> one of the only ones who's not really wearing something that like just wearing it's, like, it's like a leotard, right? Yeah. With with like yellow on it. But but it's like you know, Pied Piper is is, is Pied Piper cosplaying. It, it's that kind of thing. Sure. Um, and I'd love to see him tweak those outfits and him put like you know the Flash and Jordans um, cool. or something like that, um, and just see his take on that. Nice. That, that would be pretty cool. I would. Say. And, and while he's at it, you should make it the the. Uh, the second Wally West. Uh, the Wally West from the TV show. Oh, I like him. Yeah. Right. I dig that we got a little bit of time left, so we're going to do another quick fire round until time constraints force us to stop. So, uh, it was just an image. Another Bolton image? Um, the, the original black and white artwork of um, the ABC Warriors from 2000 AD. Mm-hmm. It's the same guy who did Nemesis, or at least it feels like the same uh, guy. I'm trying to remember the original ABC Warriors. So the image would be um, Matt Quake 
and sitting on what would essentially be the, the, the bonnet of Mechquake would be all of the ABC Warriors. But then in the background is my favorite ABC Warrior. So it's focused on Joe Pineapples with his rifle aiming out of the thing and it just says, dodge this. I would love that. Because I dig Joe Pineapples. The fact that he always spoke, he never said words. He always used abbreviations and whatnot. So it's him and I think Rojaws and somebody else, they're trying to sneak up on somebody and Pineapples just goes, it says S and S. This is, what did he say? He says, he says proceed with stealth, uh, stealth and silence. He's saying, shut the hell up. And just that thing of where he just sits there with his rifle. They have to take out um, uh, Sarge because he's, he's yeah. took a blast for radiation or okay. something and he's freaking out and blowing up part but, of Mega City because he's, he's essentially having PTSD mm -hmm. and he's blowing up part of Mega City. So the judges get in Joe Pineapples. Yep. Uh, he's called in from his freelance work and pineapples ricochets the round and I remember in the artwork it says this is the round connects the third brick on the right at an angle of 46.7 degrees upward trajectory and finds its mark and it goes down up through and nails um, Sternhammer through the back of the head through his head and he falls down then Roachwoods is dragging him away it says so what is he dead now? He says, no, we'll just reprogram him. It'll take a while. I don't think they make these parts anymore. <laughs> just that, that image of all of them just standing there with that 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 army of them. I love that. I always love those characters. We are looking at uh, writer was Pat Mills. Art for the opening episodes was done by Kevin O'Neill, Mike McMahon, mm. Brett Ewens, and Brendan McCarthy. Yeah. yeah. Every time the really big robots, every time the really big robots go charging across, mm -hmm. the, all you hear is the chanting of "Big mm -hmm. jobs, big <laughs> jobs, <laughs> big jobs." <laughs> <laughs> so that's hilarious. For the next for for the rest of this, it is artist scene. No more explanation. Cool. D. Um. <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna have to have some explanation. I can't. <laughs> you just the rule immediately. Immediately, just like right out the gate. Okay, it's it's because I can't remember the artist for the life of me. My my brain's gone blank. Just it's, say it's, 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 it's uh, John Hickman's New Avengers. Um, uh, Steve Epting, the main artist. Steve Epting is only the main artist for six issues. But I'm guessing it's Epting. Uh, yeah, it's Epting um, doing the Illuminati. I'd love to see them just Ooh. sitting around the table, nice. preferably without Cap, because mm -hmm. I think it's quite interesting to see what happens to them. No on. explanation. Illuminati. Illuminati without cap. Epting without cap. Nice, nice. Um, I want to see Olivia Quapal, uh, uh, artist carrying down unworthy Thor, and his drawn mm -hmm. Thor before. I think he draws a really great Thor. I want to see him draw Superman though, um, because I think he would fucking kill a drone a really epic like Superman fighting like a giant robot or a giant mm -hmm. monster. That's it. Greg. Uh, I was thinking about it and I realized I don't think I've ever seen Mike Mignola draw a Swamp Thing and I think that would be rad. Ooh, wow. That would be very rad. Uh, you know, whatever he wants, man. Just draw a big, big uh, scary looking Swamp Thing for me, please. Right. Cool. Uh, Simon Bisley doing Constantine um, in a typical Constantine scene where he's... No, no explanations. Um, yes. yes well, no I, have explanations. Describe, I have to describe the scene. So yeah. it's the... Because you said the Illuminati around the table. So Constantine in a scene where there are demons around... And he's typically cocky, but Simon Bisley doing Constantine. So I think the demons would be in the smoke. Yeah. Because he's obviously smoking. Uh, and they'd all be like super muscly because it's Simon Bisley. He's like ripped. Trying to think of, well, it was an artwork that I saw. It was the one that ended up on my matric shirt for a video sign. Uh, it was yeah. the first time I ever saw Alien versus Predator. Mm -hmm. And it's him standing in a swamp. And he's one alien is on his back already. He's got another one like this and about to nail him. And there's another one coming towards me. You see it, the breather pipes on his back sticking out. That was the first time that made sense to me. Right. I, I assume the he in this is predator. Yeah, it's the, the, the lone predator. Yes. But I mean, around him, you can see the three targeting dots from other predators locking onto the other ones. It's like, it's okay, dude, you kill this one. We got these mm -hmm. guys. So Just how, that image. How was it going to Alien vs. Predator High? There was a piece of artwork I found at the back of a Star Wars tech journal. Nice. Um this is a really difficult one. Cliff Chang doing Wonder Woman. Cliff Done. Chang doing Wonder Woman. Yeah. Nice. Nice. I do Wonder Wonder Woman. Um I'm trying to fucking figure out who I want to draw it. Simon Disley. No, I, I want a Fiona Staples Wonder Woman. Ooh, I think that'd, that'd be, be nice. quite an interesting like, thing to see as well. Fiona Staples is the artist on Saga. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh, I, right. I for that. Mm -hmm. And she recently drew the first arc of the new Archie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Great. Uh, I would like to see uh, Jaime Hernandez mm-hmm. uh, draw the Birds of Prey. Wow. <laughs> That's actually that quite interesting. Yeah, his brother wrote that book briefly. But, uh, really? Yeah, he wrote like five issues. But, uh, between between uh, Chuck Dixon leaving and Gail Simone taking over, like there's an arc but written by Gilbert No Hernandez, explanations. And there's an arc written by... Terry no Mark. explanations. No, no. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go Alan Davis with a massive Excalibur. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alan Davis and his, his good yes. hair. Alan, Alan Davis. Oh, okay. Alan, 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 Alan Davis. Alan Davis Richard. with the good hair. Alan Davis. <laughs> with good hair. Alan Davis, Davis with the good hair. He draws really good hair. With the original Excalibur team taking on their cast of villains. Oh, they, no, the crazy gang. Just the yeah, crazy gang. Actually, the crazy gang. Sat and I and all those guys. Yeah. The image I would love to see is Zatanna on stage performing a big thing and she opens the box or whatever and out steps Mr. Miracle like he's just escaped. Oh, that would be amazing. Like, that would be so great. That was good. Uh, who, who would draw it though? I've, I'm trying to the artwork that I know of is the current DC style of artwork um, that's been used in the films. Who did? Ugh. Oh no, my brain, my brain is dying. Jim Lee? Well. No, 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 no. Um, Jim hasn't actually it? shown up at all. Uh, uh, what are you talking about? He's the, the, uh, yeah, the, the artist of Final Crisis. J.T. Jones? J.T. Jones, yeah. J.T. Yeah. Jones is doing it quite nice. I don't know. So I mean, you, know, you, could, you could have the very serious style of artwork with a very comical situation or just that cartoonish style of animation. But yeah, I think the more serious style of animation with mm-hmm. the Mr. Miracle's smoke coming off it. Cool. But, but now that, that you mention it, uh, I would love to see Terry Moore do Butter and uh, Scott Free, the yeah. Mr. Miracle and Big Water. Nice. I think that'd be great. That'd be amazing. <laughs> did you say Ness and then Ness. me? Yes, I did. All right. He's okay. forgotten your name. That was nice. So I would like, oh God, that actually completely like destroyed my mind as to what oh, I would actually like to see. <laughs> Can we go to Ness quickly and then come back to me? Why do you think I said Ness? Okay. <laughs> uh, I want a Jim McKelvey uh, Teen Titans. Oh, that'd be nice. Wait, oh. Which Teen Titans? Um, which group? Some idealized version of the Teen Titans that has uh, Wally Way, uh, that has uh, Tim Drake, uh, Robin, uh, Bart Allen, maybe as Impulse instead of Kid Flash. Oh, so you want Young Justice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with that. The good book. Right, yeah. D. Okay, so I would actually really, really love to see Jamie McAlvey as well, but I just want Kid Loki again because I really. Well, at least doing like all the, the sort of the, the progression of the Lokis from Kid Loki to. Yeah, teen Loki to oh, Loki it should degrees. be old no. Loki to kid Loki to yeah. teen exactly. to, to teen Loki to, to women Loki to women Loki. Yeah. yeah, I'd like to see McCalvey do some Lokis for me. That'd be great. Cool. Done. I'm going to say my Walt Simonson massive Asgardian fight brawl scene. Nice. Vic, mm-hmm. last one. Last one for each. Um, yeah, uh, the the guy who did um, uh, Hellboy. I would love to see that style of artwork. The scene I would love is it's uh, a cop facing down a criminal, but what you see he in his head is he thinks he's Batman. So just that thing of carrying the mantle of Batman, what that he sees him. Yeah, just that is the, the or a SWAT team unit, and that's that thing of just that's that's what you fight for. It's just defend Gotham. It's them versus wall of criminals. Um, I'm, I'm going to go with an, uh, some, an artist I used earlier, but I'd actually, I just realized I'd love to see Frank quietly doing Batman and Superman together, either like mm. hanging out in the Batcave or mm. on a rooftop somewhere, just as in that moment of friendship where yeah. they're just talking to each other. There's, I think, a, like, there's a, an issue of Superman Batman where he does like a big double page spread. Of the like, I think they're like, they're doing the hand clasp thing. It's cool. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know the hand clasp them necessarily, but it's, 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 it's always been in my mind at that moment of them in the middle of the night just talking. Mm-hmm. And it's always something important happening. Oh, there's, just there's like, that, that's like, like those beautiful <laughs> You're moments. You're thinking of that issue that I'm thinking of. <laughs> 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 issue with, with all the... The, the, the super horror issue where they hang out in the cave. Yeah. yeah. And they fit like hand. Nice. Love. Oh, no. Oh, it's and love, apparently. <laughs> nice. Um, I want to see Pascal Ferry... Uh, who drew one and like a bit issues of the Mr. Miracle series from the Seven Soldiers run, uh, finally get to draw all the fucking new guards. All the good new guards, all the bad new guards, facing each other down, and one big fucking crazy Mm -hmm. Simonson-esque epic, but by Pascal Ferry, because that guy, fuck, he can draw. Oh, final. um, I had something almost there. Uh, Guy Davis draws the Legion of Monsters? Ooh. Yeah, it'd be cool, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, just whatever version of Legion Monsters. Throw, throw Morbius yeah. and Ghost Rider in there. Yeah, it's cool. Whatever, right? right? Yeah. I have... Uh, <laughs> I can't believe 
like Jim Lee was fantastic. So I'm actually yeah. going to go Jim Lee replicating John Byrne's massive Marvel Universe entire character poster from the late 80s. Wow. But, but does everyone have that a poster? Does everyone have narrow wow. colors and a lot of unnecessary lines on them? <gasps> no, so much hatching. So, so it's, an audio, it's an audio podcast. You can't actually see. You can just Google Marvel Universe poster. Uh, it's a poster that came out from the late 80s. On the website? Uh, we, can, we can always link this up. But that poster was massive and it had all of the major characters and villains from the Marvel Universe at that time. Jim Lee, do that, because not only would that be fantastic to look at, it would be an amazing investment. Um, right. Bye. Where can people find you, Victoria? Uh, they can find me on the at my website, yes, at VidaJester. Uh -huh. Well, sorry, man, VidaJester is Snapchat, uh, at Vittorio Leo is for Twitter and Facebook. Uh -huh. My website is vittorio.shop.fm. Gigs are starting up uh, now nicely, so yeah, come through to a gig. Be cool to have a laugh with you. Deep. And oh. you'll find me on my podcast, Urbane Myths. Deep. Um, mostly you can find me in Cape Town, or if you just want to find out what I'm doing on the internet, you can look for Just Dean Paul for both Twitter and for Instagram. And I think this far in, you should know how to spell it, guys. Mm -hmm. I believe in you. Okay. Cool. New <laughs> listeners. Nice. Yeah. New listeners are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be... Oh God. Spell it, spell it, spell it now. Quickly. J-U-S-T-L-I-M-P-H-O. That's mm -hmm. worth it all. Yes, it is. Um, and I am Nasu, at Nasu, N-A-S-W-H-O, on Twitter mm -hmm. and Instagram. I'll link you to everything else. Mm -hmm. You can find me in your dreams. And on the internet at Greg J. Nell with two L's. But mostly in your dreams. So, Liz, where can the people find you? Yeah, oh, Liz. I'm propping up a bar somewhere. Uh, <laughs> um, Twitter handle at GXPZA. You can find us on Facebook, or you can find us on the website, geekxp.co.za. Currently redirecting to a page on the new and improving Nexus website. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, geekxp.co.za. Uh, Variants, thank you very much for your time. Thank, thank you, you thank so you. much for having us. That was Release the Geek, the official podcast of Geek XP. What the chain of command is, it's a chain I go get and beat you with till you understand who's in rut and command here. To contact the show, you can email us at releasethegeek, one word, at geekxp.co.za. Thanks for listening. I'll be back. Mm -hmm.